Do you live your life rock boat to rock boat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rock boaters by rock boaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome singer-songwriter Chloe Caroline. Welcome. No, this is so exciting. So just a little bit about this podcast. We are a fan-based rock boat podcast. So the rock boat is this incredible community of music lovers. And when we heard your music, we just had to get you on so that this community can hear you, support you, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. That is, that is awesome news, and I'm going to get to meet some new fans. It's always fun. Yeah. You, you've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've, uh, you've had some new music come out. Um, you've had 94 and, and Boyish come out in the last few months, and um, i huge fan by the way um it's it's always neat when you discover you know the the realm of the realm of people that's my dog <laughs> Love it. top tier podcast here yeah. <laughs> all about the, you know, the real the realness authenticity this is it this is yeah. <laughs> um i wanted to you know chat with you about the creative process behind the songs that you had recently released in, in September. And um, I know that Boyish was, you finished it, I think, what, four years ago? Yeah, I had um, well, written it like four years ago. And then it kind of went through like a series of multiple versions and different, you know, demos and mixes. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a crazy process. And uh, yeah, ended up, being what it is now but <laughs> really crazy when that happens it's like you you know are super excited about it the day you write it and then sometimes it literally takes four years to really <laughs> what what was the you know for people that aren't immersed in, in in the music world as far as that side of it goes the creative part of it what was the biggest part that took the most time to get that song mm-hmm. or was it just like as an artist, you just wanted to wait for the right moment to keep pushing it and keep pushing it and then get it to yeah. where it's at. Um, that's a good question. I would say like a little bit of both. I had start like I had started the process of recording a new EP right around like right before COVID. And then I had already had another album like ready to go. And so I'd released that over COVID, obviously like terrible timing, but I was like, I need to get this out there. And then right as I was about to start dropping the new stuff, I had found out about an opportunity um, through, I'm half Canadian, and basically I got a Canadian grant to make a record, which was really exciting. And I was already like, again, like in the process of this new EP, and yet this had a, excuse me, time, like deadline, basically, where I only could have access to it for a certain amount of time. And so I basically had to like, reverse the order of things like I was like I can't miss out on this opportunity um so how about I guess I make another batch of songs which was actually a really difficult decision because I was so in love with Boyish 94 like everything that it's 
that's on this upcoming EP. Like I, I felt like it was the best stuff I'd ever written. And I was kind of like in the process of it. And so like the idea of having to kind of like start over and beat it or either beat it or like have it be as good was like very daunting. And I've never gone into anything. I guess that like, you know, being like, I'm going to like make a, make an EP. Like it's always been like, okay, I just happened to be in the writing room. I like this song. Let's put this on. Let's put, you know, it was very much like, nope, we're going in the studio and we're going to hope to God that we get songs that are definitely going to be on the CP. So that's kind of why it took so long. Um, But it kind of worked out perfectly because obviously most people do like maybe like a prequel and then, you know, the rest of the story, this is kind of the other way. And it's like, you know, that the Awakening Volume 1 was very much like, yes, like trying to to find myself and, you know, have faith in love, but I actually like fell in love and wrote about that again. And um, this is definitely before that. This is like the raw, more vulnerable side of things, like post-breakup, um, also just like kind of trying to figure out what it is that I wanted and, um, and get kind of like dreaming about it, manifesting it. Um, looking at like, you know, if I could have done anything differently, you know, that I was still very much like growing and feeling. I love that. I mean, you, you have, it's still so raw, yet you've had some time yourself to mature and it takes on almost a different form. Yeah, exactly. And that's really interesting too, because it's like, you know, some of these songs are like my babies. And at the time I might've been in a totally different place, but yet now they're coming to life again in like a different way. And I get to like look back and kind of really be able to tell their stories now that I'm like maybe out of that situation <laughs> and have a different perspective. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. So, you know, it, it's always neat to hear different creative processes from different artists. I mean, yeah. um, I, especially I, when you're working with like multiple producers too, like you don't, you try and make sure that it, it, it works together and luckily, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, and luckily this did, like we kind of had this like awesome backbone to work from and be like, I love what I'm already doing here. Like yeah. let's work off of that and obviously still make it like its own original thing. But we had kind of like a sound to grasp from, <laughs> which was nice. So when you released the awakening volume one at the end of march the the name of the of the um of the ep the awakening volume one is that a reflection of what kind of you just touched about about like like coming to new things new new journeys and, and such definitely yeah i wrote it at a time both of these eps really like at a time when i was going through like my my spiritual awakening really and yeah. trying to figure out exactly again like who I who I was what I really wanted what was going to like elevate my life and have me feel like I was living you know my not only like my greatest potential but was like so joyful you know I actually felt like that like real joy and for a long time I mean I'm I'm an independent artist I've been you know chasing this dream you know for a long for, for a long time in you know in my young life I guess um you know some people start you know when they're like in their 20s like I was like a teenager really like I've know I've known how much I wanted to do this for so long and so you reach a point you know where it's like I graduated from college and I was like running
flying around ragged, trying to do everything. And I was having success and just like burning myself out though at the same time, like not really like having any balance, realize, you know, ignoring certain areas of my life, like my relationship, for example, that I just kind of was like, it's fine. It's fine. Not realizing that like, you know, this can't be as good as it gets. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there's something better, but I just didn't want to like for the longest time, like let go and see what there could be and like be alone with myself. And I finally obviously did. And, um, and it, yeah, it took me on a crazy journey and especially during COVID when we kind of had to shut out the world in a different way. And like, I got yeah. to really like focus on me and write by myself at the piano again and just like sit with my thoughts and feelings. And it was a really, really cool experience. And I got to work with two awesome producers. Yeah, I think so. I think so many people are are afraid to like step out of their comfort zones, right? Yeah. So oh, it's great yeah. that you were able to do that. Yeah, and it's and it's terrifying. Like, don't get me wrong, it's like you I mean my biggest fear was like, okay, well, if I let go in one area, then everything else is gonna fall apart. And the thing is like that did happen. That absolutely happened. But um for the best. <laughs> Definitely for the best. Like now that I look back, it's like okay, yes, I, you know, I moved from Nashville back to LA where I'm from. That was scary, leaving behind this like solid foundation in my career that I built and friends and whatnot um, to kind of not start over, but sort of, you know, on like a different scale, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my relationship ended and that just like these other things kind of started happening. But if I look at like where I am now and like all the bigger blessings that have come in its place um, and just how I've grown as like a person and the opportunities that I've been able to like get since then, it's just like, it's crazy. Like, of course I would do it all over. <laughs> well, I think there's something to be said about your authenticity and, you know, you, you can't fake it. What I really noticed is you have a community that supports you and, um, that's more than anything, your music is amazing. But for us, when we go on this rock boat, it's about the community and it's about, you seem to understand your fans and, you know, there's the music, but then there's, there's so much more to Chloe than just the music. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I've always like, my goal has been since day one, like to, well, of course be you know, as real as I can be with people and I've always been like a floater with, with friends and I've never kind of fit into one group, I guess, which has worked, I guess, now in my favor because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people I can find, like, you know, can resonate with um, and same with my music, um, but also just in general, like trying to build like an all-encompassing career as an yeah. independent artist, not just solely relying on, you know, streams or um, Instagram you know, views or TikTok right. views and a viral video, like, but instead building a really strong base of fans, like through actually like interacting with these people, like one-on-one and, um, and doing, you know, whether it's brand deals or film and TV places, like just other things that are going to only like, you know, spread my creativity more, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's it, a lot of, and look, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of bands out there that are trying to figure out the whole TikTok and Instagram thing. So if you got that down, you're yeah. a step ahead of the game. 
think we're always, we're always trying to figure it out. One day I'm like, I think I got this. And then I'm like, oh, okay. This is what the algorithm is doing today. Only <laughs> if we had the access to the algorithms. Yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to get creative in other ways. You know, you got you to gotta pivot and not just put all your all your eggs in one basket, right? And I mean, I know for me too, like that's what inspires me to keep writing great songs and um, to keep focused on music because I have these other outlets like too for my creativity. I think like yeah. just solidly focused, you know, on one on one exact thing, like it can definitely lead you astray sometimes. Actually, <laughs> I I think you know having interviewed enough independent artists i and artists that aren't independent mm -hmm. it's it's always you know each their own everybody has something of value to bring to the table sure. but i just find it very unique and rewarding and special that that independent artist aspect and that what you had said earlier growing your your community you're able to stand up on stage in yeah. front of hundreds of people thousands of people and sing your song and look into the audience and see somebody that you know by name yeah yeah, and it, you might not get that with like you know somebody like an Elton John, mm -hmm. you know. Um, sure. Yeah, and, that's actually it's a that's a beautiful way to look at it, honestly. And that's got to help you as an artist stay fueled for the next journey. Yeah, I mean, it makes it it makes it that much more real. I think. I mean, I've even like back when I was in Nashville, like towards the earlier you know start of my career, and I would have fans that would drive um, to see like a literal like writer's round or like- It's gonna make you feel so good. Yeah, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like it, it's like, it's mind blowing because it's like, okay, it's not just like the internet. Like it's not, I don't know, sometimes it can definitely feel like it's not real. You know, it's just this virtual thing. And then, you know, you get opportunities to meet these people in real life or like I've collaborated with some of my fans. I mean, I designed like a jewelry line with a fan um back when I did my everywhere I go album and like that was really cool or like had you know fans make music videos or design merchandise like that makes it so much more fun you know it's like it's not just like mine anymore it's like it's like a shared a shared thing it's really cool camaraderie you know yeah, it's exactly. uh we the you know I we often refer to this quote um, that the lead singer of Sister Hazel, Ken Block, it's, it's about a it's ripple effects. Yeah. And um, you just yeah. drop it and off it goes. And it's truly, tr it, it's it's even more prevalent and more noticeable with independent artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, I think, because yeah, I feel like you have a lot of freedom, you know, you mm -hmm. do have a lot of freedom. And um, I don't know, the, the, the possibilities are endless if you're like willing to like put it out there, I think. And, um, I mean, it's always been like that as far as like, for me with like songwriting, copywriting with different producers and stuff like that and different songwriters, but to then also get to like expand that with, again, yeah, other things, whether it's a music video that you have a fan that just happens to be a videographer and they live in your area yeah. and you connect or, um, they're a great graphic designer, whatever, you know, um, there's just, there's so many cool different things you can do now. And so many people I've met just like literally through Instagram. What grow, growing up, young Chloe, what what songs inspired you? Good question. Or 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 artists. Yeah. Um 
I mean, a lot. I, I grew up in a very musical household. I am definitely an old soul. So <laughs> everything from, you know, like the 70s, I mean, huge Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, Carol King, uh, nice. the Eagles, like all those, even like Frank Sinatra, like just a huge fan, but also like grew up in the time of like Avril Lavigne and Gavin DeGaulle, and, you know, the Dixie Chicks, Schneid's Queen, um, you know, all of those <laughs> artists, John Mayer, you know, so it's kind of like definitely a combination for me, but I always say like my favorite songs of all time um, well, there's Dancing in the Moonlight, uh, the mm -hmm. top loader version specifically, I love. It's just so feel good. Um, and then same with uh, Get What You Give, uh, New Radicals. Both, like, I always reference those songs. They're songs that, like, are timeless. I'm, like, huge on writing, like, stuff that's timeless and not, like, dated, I guess. Um, and they're just, like, positive vibes with, like, deep lyrics and yet, like, super hypnotic melodies and you just, you turn it on, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're vibing out to it, it doesn't matter if you're having, like, a shitty day, like, you can't be angry at the song, like, and so that's kind of, like, my goal, and obviously, like, I love writing a good, like, tearjerker, like, I'm, I'm pretty ace at doing that, um, and that's a whole other sort of thing, but, like, <laughs> to have a song where you just, like, turn it on and everybody's instantly happy, I mean, like, I remember I played um you get what you give just like in the kitchen and my grandma happened to be over and she was like bobbing her head and she's like what is this like, you know and i'm like who did that you know like what's just the coolest thing <laughs> uh, not as cool as the interview you had with her oh about, yes. about her first kiss yeah she's, she's 92 I'm, correct yeah, she's 92 and uh yeah for my song 94 which obviously was like kind of inspired by my situation I was like I'm gonna kiss before I'm 94 years old you know very like <laughs> and, yeah. I was like well what if I interview like a real something year old and um my friend Damon his uncle is Uncle Jack who's on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and he's, like, yep. he's like an influencer it's the most insane thing he's on yeah he's pretty awesome <laughs> And I was like, well, like, want to collaborate on this? Like, I would love to interview your, your grandpa and, or your uncle, I'm sorry. And I'm going to interview my grandma and let's just see what happens. <laughs> so it's been fun kind of like releasing that content. Yeah. That's... And, that, and that new Radical song is so good. They play it twice in a concert. Oh my gosh. Do they really? And it's like eight minutes long or something. They do. <laughs> that's insane. Oh my gosh. I would die. I, I guess, I mean, when you're when you're like a when you're like a '90s band one hit wonder like that, and everybody's like coming for that, like right. yeah, you probably like, gotta you probably need yeah. some filler. So yeah, it's not a bad it's not a bad song to hear twice. Give the crowd what they want twice. Exactly. exactly. Start the show with it, end the show with it. It's perfect. <laughs> did did I read this right? You started writing songs at the age of six. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Do you remember like the name of your, like one of those songs? Oh my gosh. I remember there was one that was like, oh my gosh. It's like, um, hold on, wait for it. Um, 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 what, ah, shoot. It's like on the, it's like on the tip of my tongue. There was one that I wrote. It was called like only time. I remember. Um, and that one was like really deep. <laughs> I don't know how, like, I don't know where it came from. It was very deep. Um, and I remember writing one about like a sweet 16, which is actually hilarious because I was so little and I obviously know, I don't think you know any 16 year olds. 
told about being 16, like having a car and it was like super poppy, but yeah, no, I always, I always loved it. I mean, I would, I started playing piano when I was six and so kind of like started writing melodies on there and then um, I would just kind of do it to make my sister laugh. Um, like when we were like doing homework, I would just make up songs about like anything. And my dad did the same thing. My dad's like was in a bunch of like bands in the eighties and also a singer songwriter. And so that's kind of his thing. Like it, if you look at like home videos, it's like him and I, and he's just like making up a song about like us eating bagels. Like it's, you know, like that's just how it goes. So it's just always been there, I guess. At it's, what point did you know it was going to be your path, your career? Again, good question. I think I knew, I mean, even like in third grade, my, you know, the teacher asked us, what do you want to be? And I like drew a picture of me or Britney Spears, who really knows, with like a headset on and a microphone and whatever. And I think I, I knew, but I was like very like, I was very like outgoing with my friends, but I also wasn't the kid that was like center of attention. I'm going to sing in front of everybody, like singing at, you know, whatever, like state fairs and stuff. Like I did like the talent show once a year. I did like piano recitals. I was in choir and like church. Um, but it was pretty like chill until I was like 11. And then I got really sick as a kid. I got like pulled out of sixth grade and in that kind of like isolation, I turned even more so to music. And so I taught myself guitar and I was obsessed with um, like finding other artists and other people like on YouTube that like wrote original songs. Like I would literally type in like original song just to like see what popped up and see other singer songwriters. And, um, and then, yeah, from there, it's like where I really like kind of was able to process everything that was going on. And, um, I got a Facebook page shortly after that, and it was seventh or eighth grade, and started posting on there. And I was not at the, I was not at like the bold enough stage to like play at a coffee shop, but I was bold enough to like put this stuff on the internet for some reason. And <laughs> I would like go to school. And when I started going to school again, once I started getting better, um, my friends would come to me. Like, I love your song or like random people would be like where can I can I buy this or like I really relate to it and I was like oh like at first it was for me you know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't for anybody else and then the fact that like somebody else under felt understood by it I was like okay, I should do this <laughs> I, I would have said like if I would have knew no if I would have had a voice like you I would have told Mark uh I pretty much knew immediately that I had this good voice so why not do this you know it's just, I think you I think kids and they I don't know if you guys have ever um read the book like the alchemist or whatever but they always say that you like know exactly what you want to do or what you're meant to do from a very young age and then as you get older and you get more you know a sense of awareness and of people's judgment or like you know failure or whatever it is people eventually just kind of leave that idea in the dust and so I think for me, it was just like bound to happen. I just had to have some dramatic stuff go down for it to really like come out entirely, um, build that confidence. But yeah, I think I, I think I definitely, I always knew, no, no doubt about it. Like I would have always been like, I would have always wondered if I would have gone down that route. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Chloe, I'm excited for volume two to get dropped. Um, any idea on when that might be? 
Yeah, um, right now I'm shooting for February of 2020, okay. but I have another single coming out in November. All and right. Then, uh, yeah, and then a couple more after that when the EP drops. So awesome! Yeah, very excited. Well, we will definitely make sure we push that on socials. Speaking of which, can you tell the listeners where to find you? Yes. Um. I mean, literally everywhere. But <laughs> ChloeCaroline.com is my website, and it has everything. But Instagram at ChloeCaroline, uh, Twitter, and TikTok at I'm Chloe Caroline. Um, else is there <laughs> youtube chloe caroline music facebook chloe caroline music my number is in my bios so like people can text me and stay in touch um and it's actually me it's not a robot <laughs> so yeah everywhere i learned that the hard way with adam levine <laughs> just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice try chris i tried no this is awesome i'm so happy that we got you to come on and chat and learn all about you and your music and what inspired you and your journey it is so enlightening and so fulfilling um and uh i'm excited as to what the future has for you and the music you're going to give the world so thank you for coming by thank you so much thank you for yeah spreading spreading my dream too it definitely made a difference i couldn't do without you (laughs) Thank you.